coming up on this episode of the MD and Chef Team Show. Food um, is medicine and medicine is food, but every single person has a different nutritional need and it's going to be different every single day, every single minute, every single hour. So the thing is not for them, for me to tell you, okay, here's what to eat and how to eat. Go paleo, go keto, go. That's just more programming. Mm -hmm. Your body mm -hmm. will tell you what you need to eat, not your brain. Your brain wants cookies and ice cream and potato chips, but your body has an innate wisdom of what it needs. Welcome to the show from the, the MD, MD and Chef, Chef team. team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef team. And who are you? And I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. Yes. Well, then <laughs> we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We, we like, like to have fun, fun too. <laughs> so let's, let's get, get on, on with the show. Hi, everyone. It's me, your Dr. Isabel. And today we get to meet Robin Stebbins. Did I say that correctly? You did. That's perfect. Great. And Robin and I are going to be talking all things mental health. And Robin is a really neat lady. I just met her the other day and I was like, wow, we got to talk and share what you've got to share because she's a registered nurse who has worked in psychiatric medicine. And, and now she's in a different space, helping people understand that there's another way. And Robin Stebbins has worked over 35 years in the healthcare field. Wow. You don't look like you're 35 years in the healthcare system. <laughs> Strong work. <laughs> well, because I, I, I live and practice what I preach. Yes. I hear you. And it shows. Thank you. And is now a licensed registered nurse, Bachelor of, of Science, Psychiatric RN, Certified MBI. What's MBI? It's the, um, I'm a business coach, life coach, health coach through Martha Beck Institute. So you get it. I did her training in South Africa and then did more of the life coach training with her and then got sort of the MBI certification. Okay. Thank you. So MBI. MBI health coach podcast at Medicine Girl and run wild sky retreats in South Africa. I love that. She works in tandem with your body's soul wisdom to ignite your inner healer. Yes. Clearing away the need for toxic drugs and harmful procedures. Welcome, Robin, to MD and Chef Team. Now it's just me today. Our chef is doing other things. So you and I get well, to talk. Thank you so much for having me. And already we had such a great connection, just meeting, and I'm excited to see what you and I can kind of dream up here, what magic we can create. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit what your story is in medicine? We all have our story in medicine. Ah, wowzer. <laughs> but yeah. I'd like to hear 
what you experienced, what you saw, and then I'll just kind of ask you questions through that, if that's okay. You got it. So my story actually begins as a little girl growing up on a ranch in the middle of nowhere, Nevada. And I would go around to neighboring ranches healing sick animals. And there was always a plethora of sick animals, puppies and goats and chickens and cows. And it lit my soul up to see a injured animal go from near death to thriving. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's all it was. You just, you do these things and either the animal gets well or it doesn't. And you keep learning and you keep learning. And I would work, sometimes I'd see the vet there and he would tell me certain things that I could try. And so that ignited that healing passion. Mm -hmm. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to get into the psychiatric field. I worked as a psychiatric counselor after getting my bachelor's degree in psychology. And I started working in locked psychiatric hospitals. I started working in case management, going to see patients that would leave locked psychiatric hospitals and go home. And I noticed an epic failure in the system to do anything but create more harm, especially with the medications. The medication side effect was horrific, tardive dyskinesia. And the person that was taking these drugs would turn into this zombie. Their personality was gone. It was masked. Can I ask you a question just so everybody understands? Can you explain what tardive dyskinesia looks like and what it is? Tardive dyskinesia, and I will preface this with everything that I say, I don't buy into necessarily the labels and the descriptions. When you take a poison, your body responds in a certain way. Tardive dyskinesia describes a set of symptoms that includes muscle contractures. Um, shaking muscles, cogwheeling. So if I'm holding up my arm, I would have to cogwheel it down. Mm-hmm. So s- something's going on systemically to interfere with your muscles. And that's a, that's a pretty significant side effect. But what I would notice in most of the patients is that at some point they would start experiencing that. And once you, you experience tardive dyskinesia, usually it's permanent. I know. I know. It's my heart. I know. And we see it with SSRIs. Yes. Prozac. And it's very few. I mean, not everybody gets it. It's very rare. But if once you get it, you get it and you can't get it, you get it. There's no turning back. Yeah. There's no turning back and you don't know your susceptibility. You don't know the potency of the medication. You don't know how much is how long it's going to take, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So, and let's say another drug, Clozeril, was a, the darling of the community to prescribe for people that had schizophrenia or schizoaffective. Mm-hmm. Uh, side effect was at least 80 pound weight gain. Mm. Not because they're just going off the rails and letting themselves go and eating too much. It was because your metabolism slowed down to almost nothing. And so the food would stay in the gut for sometimes days. You know, a normal meal that would digest in a couple hours would stay in the gut for days. So over and over and over, I know I'm I'm here to heal people. And instead, I'm a drug pusher. They're telling me to force these people to take drugs. And I said, no, I'm not going to force anyone to take these drugs. I wouldn't take them. I wouldn't force my best friend to take them. I'm not forcing these people to take them. 
but there has to be an alternative because you're in a locked psychiatric hospital for a reason. Mm -hmm. So that was what that sparked me on a mission to learn every possible thing I could to help people truly heal from disease and illness and psychiatric illness. And what it's funny, you know, it came back to back on the ranch. It's evidence-based practice. You let figure out what happened. Usually it was injuries with these animals on the ranch, but you figure out the root cause you address the, and it's usually root causes. Let's be I, honest. It's simple. It's <laughs> yeah. the body. And guess what? The body heals itself every single time. That's it. It, it, it is simple. It's not easy. Um, especially when you're not willing to say address the emotional roots and spiritual roots and physical roots, or you don't want to change mm. those root causes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I, it's not like I judge you or think, oh, you're a terrible person because you don't want to do that. It's just I'll support you in that. But just knowing and educating and knowing that you have the power, you have that innate wisdom of how to heal your own body. And unfortunately, you and I both know people won't do anything until it hurts really bad. And even then, I, I know, you know I, I work I know. hospice now. Yeah. And. I have seen people, because I know how to get rid of a lot of these things with very simple baking soda, dietary changes. Mm. But what I noticed is that a lot of the patients that say had a cancer diagnosis, terminal, I'm I'm at the end of their life. Mm. They didn't want to change. They didn't want to lose that diagnosis. It was sometimes it's the first time they got attention from their family. It was even though it was sympathy and they know this is this is on their way out, they didn't want to lose that diagnosis. Mm. They were attached to it. Mm. Yeah. So, and, and that's a whole other, that's a whole other space. That's a whole other space. Yes, yeah, it is. It is. I often ask myself, ah, what can I say to help people? But all we can do is just encourage and educate and inspire yeah. and, and inspire. it's up to them. Yeah. And inspire and love them. I mean, I love what you wrote to me, you know, that you just love people and loving yeah. Love never fails. The good book even says it. Love never You're fails. Right. Love never fails. And I had the most successful group of patients when I was working in psychiatric mm-hmm. field. And this psychiatrist noticed, and I asked him to write a letter of recommendation when I was leaving and mm-hmm. moving on to a different city. And he said that I was the top five that he'd, he'd had seen over thousands of case managers. and my patients lament after lament after lament said how wonderful I was. And it wasn't because I was a superstar. All I did was I saw them where they were, love them and talk to them as though we're an extension of one another. There's no talking down. There's no, um, there's a lot of belittling I saw with other case managers and, and especially nurses now too with psychiatric patients you're talking like there's someone else or a child or a problem. Mm -hmm. But I think you truly take the time to see someone like I see you. Mm -hmm. I'm not judging you. I'm not telling you necessarily all the things that you need to do to heal. Like that's, that's your choice, Mm -hmm. but just, I see you Mm because we could, instead of the ICU taking people to the emergency clinic or the ICU clinic should be, I 
I'm going to take the time and I'm going to see you. Yeah. Very good. That would be my, my dream. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh, Madison's got so much change to do, but oh, well, we'll just do it step by step, right? Well, I think in my 35 years, you don't fight the system. No, no. You don't try and, you know, change it. Mm-mm. You create your own system and you educate people. I That's all I do with my home health patients, mm-hmm. Isabel, is educate, educate, educate. Mm-hmm. And I always say, you know, don't trust me. Take what I say with a grain of salt, but just hear another side. Know that there's a question to be asked mm-hmm. and a choice to be made. Mm-hmm. And I will love and support you whatever choice and questions you ask. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, we're not going to be fighting the system because the system has been working for, what is it, 200 years, 100 years? More than that. I Too mean, you, you look better. Too much. <laughs> Too long. I know. I mean, we're creating our own movement of empowerment, you know, of empowering people. And I'm with you. When people see me, they go, what do you think? What do you think? And I go, what do you think? You know, because you're the doctor. I'm just your second opinion, you know? And they're like, what? Nobody's ever said that to me. And I know you agree. Vehemently agree because I am, and I get asked all the time, Patient after patient after patient, can you recommend a doctor or a functional medicine doctor or a chiropractor? And so far, I have not been able to because mm. everyone wants to come in as the authority over your body. Oh, really? Because I I work because I'm a functional medicine doctor and I don't I feel like we're really listening to people and empowering people. I'm sorry you felt that way. You haven't found somebody. Not like yet. That. Okay. Not yet. Well, keep searching. They're yes. out there. Oh, 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 I will. I will. Yeah. And, and, you know, now I've met you. So there is. No, keep asking. Keep checking me out. <laughs> I'll, I'll so. keep asking. <laughs> yeah. That's all I do. I'm a junkyard dog after that bone of, hey, I'm going to find out the answers. Yeah. There is somebody out there. Yeah. And when did you, along your journey, when did you decide there's another way? There's a better way? It was back in these locked psychiatric hospitals, because I, I would do what I was told. I would, I call myself Robin 2.0. There's that 2.0 version of myself that, you know, toes the line and is like, yeah, I'll do that. And then I would do whatever I thought was working and it was working, Mm. which was seeing the person listening to what their story is, Mm -hmm. not sympathizing but empathizing with, with their, you know, Hey, I don't know what that would be like. Mm-hmm. And just listen, that's all it was. Yeah. So I knew there was a, there was a way because I would see people get better mm-hmm. and I would see them go off their, their medications slowly changing their diet, grounding, earthing, all of these things I was starting to research about. I say, Hey, just try it. It's benign. Yeah. It can't hurt you, but right. maybe it could help. Let's experiment on this together. And things started helping. Little things, getting out in the sunshine. I would read about old sanatoriums. I I thought, how did they they heal people back in the Bible? Started Mm -hmm. reading the Bible. What diseases did they have? Hmm, those sound very familiar to the diseases they have now, but they just call them something different. Yeah. So I would look at that. And how did they heal people? Fresh, clean water 
put them out in the sunshine, maybe um, enemas. That, that was it. And you would you would see people healing from chronic diseases. And they would eat together. They would break, you know, they'd have meals together for socialization. And yes. Yeah, I know. Yes. I know. We don't have a healthcare system. We've got disease management. And it's here in New Zealand too. So don't don't yeah. think that no, it's, it's everywhere. America. Yeah. 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 It's everywhere. We're United States is kind of the forerunner because we started advertising and 70% of the advertisement dollars are owned by pharmaceuticals. So all you see on the TV is pharmaceutical ads after pharmaceutical ad. And then you, you hear the side effect protocol, which I call direct effects of taking a toxic poison. The side effects for a lot of these psychotropic drugs, especially the antidepressants, SSRIs, are suicidality. That's one of the primary effects of taking these drugs and is unpredictable. Hmm. So that's why I'm advocating for finding the roots, addressing the roots, stop the poison, stop the toxin, let the body heal itself. Yeah, it's very, it's like so logical. How would you like to feel a sense of clarity, focus, and mental sharpness that enables you to tackle any challenge with ease. Can you envision experiencing a better memory and recall, allowing you to easily remember important details, names, and events? What could you accomplish if your mental energy is always high, allowing you to stay alert and productive throughout the day without feeling mentally fatigued or foggy? How great would it feel when you experience better quality sleep, allowing your brain to rest and recharge, leading to increased productivity and creativity. Imagine feeling a sense of calmness and control, allowing you to manage stress and anxiety with ease, giving you the confidence to handle any situation. Be honest with yourself. When was the last time you experienced an overall sense of well-being and satisfaction? You see, your brain health positively impacts all areas of your life, from work to relationships and personal growth. Just visualize how amazing it would feel to have optimal brain health and unlock your full potential. If you want to learn more, and I know you do, then check out the link in the show notes for the Optimizing Your Brain Health community. And we look forward to seeing you there. And now back to the rest of the show. Let's go ahead and talk about mental health and food as medicine, because that's step number one. Step number one. Yeah. So, you know, if we're talking about mental health, mental health is not necessarily a disease, right? Something's out of alignment that may, might have led to a depression or anxiety. You know, it's almost like you're a computer program and there's some faulty programming lines that's leading to, you know, these false beliefs. Mm -hmm. And so I think the worst thing you can do is take a medication because that will alter your brain chemistry. And if you, if you really research how they come up with these antidepressants and psychotropics, it's by accident. 
And then once they see it affects a behavior or changes a set of lab values, then all of a sudden we have a diagnosis, a label or a disease or ADHD is a great example of that. So when we're talking about, okay, let's say someone's depressed. What are you eating? What are you drinking? What are you watching on TV? What are you listening to? What are your relationships like around you? How often do you get outside and take your shoes off and and walk, you know, if you're next to the ocean, how often do you walk on the beach and let those negative ions from the waves roll in? Mm. And so that that's what it is. It's we become medical detectives together mm-hmm. and we look at all the different roots. Unfortunately, it's not like one big tap root. You pull it out and you're done. I so, wish. I know. If only. I know. I know. Well, and I, I sometimes I wish I had a magic wand. I could just wave their symptoms away, but that's part of their journey. Mm-hmm. And so that's my role is to pull myself back and not put my desires onto them. Mm-hmm. There's some people that, and I, I got this lesson, you know, initially as doing home health that some people just want to die. They don't need somebody coming in saying, hey, if you change this part of your diet and you stop doing these prescriptions and some people just want to go, it's they're ready. Mm, and to and be able to see that and support them in that too. Yeah. It's, I think, but yeah, that's two-sided coin. That's their choice. So what yes. do you, for food, so what, you know, how do you go about teaching people about, okay, let's talk about your diet, your food, food is medicine. What, what do food you is talk about? Yeah, totally. I like, love Mark, that like Mark Hyman says, food is medicine. Food um, is medicine and medicine is food, but every single person has a different nutritional need and it's going to be different every single day, every single minute, every single hour. So the thing is not for them, for me to tell you, okay, here's what to eat and how to eat. Go paleo, go keto, go. That's just more programming. Mm-hmm. Your body. Mm-hmm. will tell you what you need to eat, not your brain. Your brain wants cookies and ice cream and potato chips, but your body has an innate wisdom of what it needs. And it could be nothing. I hear so many people day in, day out say, well, I wasn't hungry, but you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day for the force myself to eat breakfast instead of you're overriding your body's innate wisdom. Mm-hmm. Most people are so disconnected from that. So they were, there's like, okay, well, just give me a snapshot of something to start because right now I'm just going to Taco Bell in the morning and McDonald's at night. So I'll say, uh, okay, I call, let's I call sit it, down and have a talk. <laughs> yeah. I say, okay, then you do what I have coined the blackjack rainbow. It's very simple. The rainbow is your fruits and vegetables ballpark of about 80% vegetables, 20% fruit. If you can find them organically grown in season at your farmer's market, even better, or even better, grow them yourself. Spit on the seeds when you plant them. Why? It engages a genetic relationship with those plants. You're giving them your information. You're developing Ah. a synergistic relationship, or even if you pee into the water and then pour the water onto the plants. That's, Why not? <laughs> it's been done for millennia. I never so, knew that. Yeah. So that's the rainbow. The blackjack is a deck of cards, give or take, for your protein. 
if you're a 280 pound football player, obviously it's going to be more. If you're an 80 year old woman, it's going to be less, but that's ballpark. And then the sunshine is your healthy oils. Mm. So you could do avocado or actual real true olive oil, those kinds of things. And just start eating like that. And you'll start connecting more into your food. You'll start tasting more into your food. Like, for example, my son, all these 16-year-olds that are here, they love fast food. But I always, Mm -hmm. everything in my house is homemade. My water is from a spring in a glass container that I structure. And I take from dead water to living water. So I hear them talking. They're like, this is the best water. Good. Teenagers talking about water? Come on. And I drinking. know, I know. Good on you. Bravo, yeah. mom. And they were drinking, you know, whatever that chemical concoctions from from Taco Bell. I don't see them doing that anymore. They eat homemade, fresh, homemade bread that I make every single morning. Mm-hmm. It has changed their taste buds. Mm-hmm. So that and now it all we- begins in the home. Yes. Do you say yes. healthcare begins in the home and you're doing it? So good on you. Yes. All, and always, it's like, we don't need to go on a mission all over the world to heal everyone. It's right here. Everyone you need to communicate with, to connect with kindly, softly, like how hard is it to offer someone a, a piece of homemade bread? But then you've got a connection and now they'll listen to you. Maybe, hmm, maybe she has some information I might need to get the acne off my face. Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's how we do it. That's how we change. Mm-hmm. Then now, instead of what did Robin tell me to eat? What was that blackjack rainbow? It's like, oh, what does my body want to eat right now? Mm-hmm. What are my body's nutritional needs? And and you know, you can't get silly and say, oh, well, my body said I need a burger from Burger King. Maybe it's a hamburger. It's it's like educate yourself about the food system too. You think the pharmaceutical system's corrupt. It has nothing on the food industry. Mm -mm. Literally nothing. Yeah, I know. I've never seen such corruption. I know, I know. But you know, the thing we can do is just educate. Educate, yeah. Wake wake people up. Yeah, Yeah, once you know what they're doing, you get... Yeah, you do. (laughs) I, I did. I was like, what? Yes. Oh yeah. No, I, I mean, I was on the front lines and just, Hey, no, you can't keep doing this. And the worst places to eat are hospitals and schools. Oh my gosh. Robin, can you believe it? Yeah. That should be like the healthiest place. Yes. Yes. But they don't like get it. I want to just say that Oh, there's so many things I want to say. One, I wanted to give you a story about my husband, who's a chef who turned nutritional. And when our girls were growing up, they're old now, not old, but you know, they're older. They're in their later twenties. Michael would make steamed vegetables and then his famous aioli with the real olive oil. And the girls would be like, we're bringing over, they'd text Michael and say, Hey, we're bringing over this many. Can you have us some aioli and vegetables? So you're right. It starts in the home and that's where the movement starts because then they're going to teach their other kids, their friends, you know? So yeah, it blooms. Yes. And we do have power. We understand what's going on. You and I both understand what's going on, 
but it doesn't have control over us because we know better. And it's not like, okay, now I'm going to tell all these boys what's going on. Cause then it's negative. Now I'm just casting spells. I'm being, you know, in, in that negative vibration. Mm-hmm. I don't need to get into their negative Mm-mm. state. I mean, it's easy to believe me. I have oh, to yeah. pull myself out because I, I'm all I do when I go to these home health patients, I listen to podcasts. I educate myself. I'm, you know, I'm listening to biology and all of these different new discoveries. Well, I need to take those discoveries, take this information, not get angry. Right. But make the aioli, give them the fresh bread. It's like, wow, okay, that's what food tastes like. This is what food's supposed to taste like. It's not like eat healthy, eat your rabbit food. Now, grilled vegetables with that. I'm sure that aioli was amazing. That's how you get them invested in this. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they look at how they look afterwards, how their body feels. Then it starts the momentum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And I love when you said, don't get angry. I mean, I am angry on the inside at the way healthcare is, but that anger is fueling me to move like you. It's fueling me. I'm not like, but I'm, it's like, Hey, we got to do this together because we can. Yes. That's what I have always said. It's like, let's organize together. Let's create our own system. Mm -hmm. I don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers, but together we can create this harmonious balance that uses mother nature as the blueprint. Yeah, She gives us the blueprint. I know. I mean, for centuries, for millennia, we have seen if you mess with mother nature, you get disastrous results. Mm -hmm. Not one time, not a couple of times here, every single time. Now, before we land this plane, can you give everybody three action steps that they can implement right now so that they can start moving forward and up? Yes. Taking um, control of their mental health. Breath work. Yes. Breath work. There's hundreds of different styles of breath work. I like Wim Hof breath work, but there's literally hundreds of different types of breath work that you can use. Mm to center yourself into your body, bring yourself into your body, stop, start feeling into your body so that you can start listening to the messages from your body. It will give you messages, but it's quiet. Mm -hmm. You have to get quiet to hear those messages. So breath work I find is a great way to calm the mind and for you to start feeling your body. And if I'll say, when you start doing breath work, a lot of times you can get emotional reactions, crying, laughing, sneezing, yawning. That is whatever was stuck inside the body releasing. So that would be the first one. I have. Second one is to put your hand on your heart and just close your eyes and whatever you want to ask your body. If there's a question like, show me the next step in my healing journey, make it simple that a six-year-old could understand. And then you just wait for the answer. And you can ask your body anything. The third action step that's really simple, go to a farmer's market. Or if you don't have a farmer's market, go into the produce section of your grocery store and just see what lights up your body. What looks so delicious? Could be the lemons, it could be radishes. That's starting to connect in with what Mm. your body needs. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be different. Beautiful. So, you know, 
there's going to be something that you want to beeline to. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Do that. Yeah. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Those are three beautiful steps that people can do right away. Yeah, you can do them right now. And, you know, the earthing, you know, we can add in those. But once you connect in with your body, then your body starts to light up and you just do these things naturally. For example, when I was little, I would eat the white part out of the peel, the pith of oranges. I'd just scrape it off with lemons, whatever it was. I couldn't get enough of it. Mm. And I find out now that it is one of the main ways to get rid of aluminum out of the body. Oh, I didn't know. But your body will naturally do these things mm-hmm. when you're just in harmony, not judging yourself. You're not thinking your way through it. You don't have to read a million different books. It's your body has that wisdom. Yes, it does. Now, where can people find you, Robin? Well, the easiest place is just go to my website, which is purifywithin.com. And that's going to be in the show notes, everybody, just so you know. Thank you. Or you can go to any of the social media channels and you can find my Medicine Girl podcast and that will have links to my website in them as well. And where are we going in South Africa? My friend (laughs) Amy Attenborough Mm -hmm. runs the bush side of the retreats. So it's always different that we, uh, last time we went to Finda, which is very tip of the South African bush, Mm. almost near the ocean, but it's life-changing. There's something about being in that area that is instantly calming, but then practicing different, you know, breath work and yoga Mm. and doing body purifications. So that all the food that you eat is pure, all the water you're drinking is pure. You can you can lose decades of toxins in a week. And when's the next retreat? 2024, May. So how I, long is the retreat for? It's 10 days. Great. I've heard days. absolutely beautiful things about South Africa. South Africa is incredible. I've been several times I could live there. But I'm always glad to be back here because nothing's poisonous and nothing's lurking in the bushes trying to kill me. So there's that. There's that. And that's why I love my friend Amy, the guide, because you have that sense of security. I would not want to be walking in the bush by myself. No. But there's that, that element of I am one with nature. I could die any minute. Yeah. Like this is real. It wakes up a part of you that you didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And that's what we, we work on that wild human self. Nice. Before you were programmed or brainwashed. And that's for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Robin. I really appreciate you being with us here today on the MD and chef team. You really shared and empowered people, which is what it's all about is empowering people with the tools that they need to take back their health. You know, to say, I'm in control and people are in control. They just don't know that they can be in control. So thank you for sharing ways that they can take back control. Thank you so much for having me. This is, I always get energized by these conversations. Yeah. So I appreciate this time with you. Thank you. And I love talking to other professionals that have just seen the light. That's like the best way I can say it is they see the light. 
that there's another way because we're trained one way, but then we realize this is not working. There's got to be another way. And then that opens up the door for us to change, you know, because that's how change happens, right? When the doors open and that's what we've done. And so bravo to you. And all it needs is a tiny little crack in the door for that light to just barely seep in. And then it starts creating its own momentum. So it's, it is really difficult at first. Don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah. And don't get so angry that you're like, ah, just let that anger fuel you to like, wow, I'm going to be in control. Yes. You know, because there's good anger and there's bad anger. Do you know what I mean? Oh, definitely. That bad anger can consume you and Mm. create, you know, you're, you're creating more of what you don't want. Exactly. And we start self-medicating ourselves with the wrong thing, shopping, eating, alcohol, all that stuff. So use it to go, yes, I'm in control. Kind of like a mom who takes control of her kid. Like, no, you are not doing this to my children. I'm going to protect them. Yes. That's it. The mama bear anger. It's like, you know, no, you don't own me because I'm not out of control, but I'm upset and you are not doing this to our children. No. And this is my hill. Mm-hmm. And I will do it, you know, calmly and mm-hmm. as effectively as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I'm not giving up. Yeah. And if I feel like losing control, I can because I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> under the right circumstances. Uh, yeah, under the right circumstances. I just want to say before you leave, I am going to close this down in just one second. I just wanted to say, Robin, bravo to you for affecting not only your children's mental health, but you're also infecting other kids. So just very quietly, just subliminally, which is what's happening on TV, but it's negative. You're doing it. So just keep going. Just know that you're making a positive change in people's lives. Okay. Thank you very much for saying that. I needed to hear that today. We all do. (laughs) We do. We do. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. And before I go, please, please, please remain unstoppable. Okay. Go chase it down. Know that your life can get better. Just take control and remain unstoppable until you've reached that goal. Okay. Until next time, I'll see you probably next week. Bye for now. Bye, Robin. Bye. (laughs) Hello, Chef Michael here. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love it if you subscribed to the podcast and left us a review.